Good morning. This is Coffee with the Sarlows, and I'm Karen. And I'm Kelly. Welcome. Uh, today we're talking about dreamwalking. Yeah. Uh, amongst some other things, and they'll, they'll all tie in together. So we've got some, some fun stories and mm-hmm. uh, probably some questions along the way. That's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Again, this one comes um, from a client who has been asking questions. So I'm really picking a lot of the podcasts and asking you if you like the topics to do because... People are asking questions in the treatments. Yeah, and I, and I think it's really wonderful because we've had a mm-hmm. lot of submissions based on, you know, you ending the show and asking for questions and comments. You're doing so well at that. <laughs> um, but it's what people want to know, but mm-hmm. we don't want them to waste their session asking yes. us about, right? Yeah. So a lot of people are mesmerized by the messages they receive from their loved ones. But then the question at the back of their mind goes, how are you able to do this? How are you able to even connect to my, you know, my father who passed or such and such? But um, we don't want your session to become about us answering how our gifts work. Yeah. Uh, which is why we have the podcast show. Yes. So that you can ask all the questions you want about the gifts. Uh, and we can share those fun stories of, of how more and more gifts come through throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Um, so that you can just pack your, your half hour, your hour full of your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay, give her. Okay. Um, this has to do with... with like straighten up to tell the story. Uh, yeah. Well, th- th- this is a, uh, this is another Grandpa McGinty story. Okay. <laughs> like, Mine. I, your Grandpa my McGinty. Grandpa, yeah. My dad. So, um, so I it think... It sounded like a little Kelly. Mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Remember I would say my dad. Yeah. My grandpa. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah. And you, you know what? I was just saying to you before we started recording this that I hope people... Uh, like. Grandpa McGinty's dead, and as people are listening to the show, they're going to know that, unless they're tuning into this show for the first time. Which you've made it now abundantly clear. Yes, but people might are going to start kind of hearing more about him, so he'll be almost like a character in, in our... A recurring character, like a TV show. Yeah. Like everyone looks forward to Janice on Friends. Yes, only this one's now passed, and he's continued his story. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so after Dad passed... February 1st, 2001, my gifts were just starting to open up. If anybody just listened. Reopen. Re- starting reopen. To reopen. Right. Yes. So. You're welcome. You're, yeah. <laughs> so dad passes away. And if anybody listened to that podcast, it has to do with telepathy. This is last week's, just yeah. for anyone who's, who's interesting. And it's titled, Oh Shit. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he's. He's just helped me understand that I can hear people's thoughts and that I can see dead people and that all the things that got shut down when I was 20, when I saw the psychiatrist, all got reopened the day he's passing away, January 31st, 2001. And so February 1st comes along and I get the affirmation because he told me the day before that he would die through the night and that he did. Mm -hmm. So now there's the, there are all these affirmations that are coming in. Um, about other things. If you listen to the other show, I, how I find out that my grandfather had been married twice and all these other stuff, things. So dad's passed. And as time goes on, we go through the wake and the funeral and all of that. And it's not really all settling in for me yet because you're just going through funeral and grieving. Um, in, and in our funeral home, so my dad's passed and he's being waked in the funeral your, home. Your my parents owned. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Like his. You always gr- tend to skip over that oh. detail. Like a funeral home in the family is totally normal. Oh, okay. So my grandfather, 
Morris McGinty owned a McGinty and Hevner funeral home, then McGinty funeral home, then my dad did, and then my brother Morris did. So there's three Morris McGintys. <laughs> and um, my brother Morris is still very much alive. So, so as we go through the story, I asked my dad, Spirit, if he could come and visit me in my dreams. And I didn't really know how to totally connect with him and make sure that I could see him as a person because I'm too attached to wanting to see him. Mm -hmm. And now I understand I'm a medium and I do see people who have died. However, could he just come in my dreams and talk to me and help me? So I asked him if he could be a guide, not understanding that people who cross over are not guides, but I'm asking him for help. Mm -hmm. Okay, so dream number one, (laughs) I wanted to see him. And I think that's something we all want after someone passes is I kept begging him, can I just see you in a dream? I just want to see well, you. Yeah. And I think we've, we've reiterated so many times um, that it seems to be the gift that people value the most is sight. Oh, yes. It's the one that's the least accurate sometimes. Not always. And, and I do appreciate that as a gift. I really do. But I did want to see my dad. So I dreamt that night. Um, of seeing my dad's, my dad's head floating in a mall. So I'm in a mall, and there's a crowd, and I can just see the head part. I can't see the full body because there's people in the way. So question, Mm -hmm. because in dreams, Mm -hmm. things that often don't make sense, but in the dream, we don't really question them. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay. No. So my question was going to be, was this odd to you, or was this just something you accepted? I... I accepted, but I wanted to get to him. I knew he was dead. You weren't in the dream by the fact that it was just a head. At that point, I didn't know it. Okay. At that point, I just could see the his face, mm. and I I, w- I was making my way over to him because I knew in the dream that he was dead. I knew that he was appearing to me. I was aware. So I moved through the crowd, and as soon as I arrived to see the rest of his body, he dropped to the floor in the mall and died. And I started bawling. Mm -hmm. So I woke up bawling my eyes out because I finally got to the dream that I wanted where I could see him, but it wasn't a happy dream. Mm -hmm. So when I woke up, I thought, well, you son of a gun. That is not the kind of dream I wanted. This didn't work for me. <laughs> so I thought, well, that, that's not good. That's not what I want. So how am I going to rework this? How am I going to figure this out? And I work in dreams. If, if anybody is hearing all of these podcasts, you're hearing that my mother raised me to work in a dream. <laughs> to figure out how to get out of them. My mom yeah. gave me a million tools growing up because of all of the nightmares of dead people talking to me. And now I want one too, because he's my dad, and I can't get there. So it's like, I go back to the days of when I was five years old, and my mom's standing above me saying, you have to go to sleep. Please don't wake up and scream and wake up eight brothers and sisters. How are you going to try and wake up in the morning or through the night? And so here my mom was giving me these tools that when you go to sleep, you still got to work, Karen. So I went to bed and I thought, okay, if that didn't work, what else could I do? So I I went to bed and I said, Dad, I still want to dream about you, but I would like to talk to you. So I do want to see you, but I I want to talk to you. I need to talk. I need to ask you some questions and stuff. So I went to sleep. And that night, I dreamt I I was in a school bus 
the school bus is driving down a road and there's a on the floor of the school bus there's a telephone that makes no sense but anyway there's a there's a phone that's what i mean by accepting yeah something that makes no sense oh yeah so the phone rings and nobody hears it but me on the bus so i pick up the phone and i hear my dad hi karen ann it's dad i'm dead He's clarifying, just in case you forgot. <laughs> yes. And and well, just giving me that affirmation that I know, we know you're in a dream. Just wanted to check things off your list. Yes. I don't want you to get confused in all of these realities. So he says to me, Kernan, this is your dream. This is your dad. It's, it's dad calling. You wanted to talk to me. I'm dead. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I had a conversation with him. Okay, so I'm asking him what it's like. I'm saying, well, is heaven what you thought? It, it, like, is there a Jesus and a Mary? Like, did, like, I know I saw them here on earth, but like, are they over there too? Like, what happens over here? What's going on? <laughs> so we have all this conversation. He's answering all my questions. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy. And then I woke up and now people are also hearing that I'm very aware in my dreams that I'm dreaming. I'm aware that I'm speaking to somebody in my dream who's dead, who's telling me all of this, and who's willing to answer all my questions. So as we, I go through all of these different levels of dreams with my dad, everything starts progressing. And then another night, now maybe, I can't remember, this was over a period of, of at least a year, um, I would go to bed and I would set an intention and say, Dad, I want to go with a dream within a dream. And he would go, okay, and I, that's my goal tonight. And I still want you to show up and let me know and tell me this because now we both know you're dead. We both know you're going through different dimensions, but I'm a human and they tell us we can't do all of these things. So I need for you to affirm and make sure that I'm understanding this in the dream. So can you help me? So he comes into my dreams and he's able to say to me, you're in a dream within a dream. And I'm like, okay. And you have to wake up in this dream. So what are you going to do? And that goes back to my mom helping me as a human, mm-hmm. as a kid. And my da- I, So anyway, I just think this is so fascinating how my dad then starts saying to me, you're in a third level dream. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's helping me understand how to wake up. At this point, I want to stop talking and I want to throw it to you about you dreaming. Of grandpa? of me helping you with dreams within dreams. Well, we've we've done podcasts on that. Um so I'm not really sure what you want me to say. Well, maybe just to bring or do you remember a couple of uh, was it a week or two ago, Kelly, where you went into four layers deep or three layers and I would show up. Yeah, and you would drag me out of them. That was uh the one with with Eric in the dream and I was it was the same day in a different reality that something terrible was going on. I was trying to warn him or I was trying to comfort and be there for him and show support. Uh, And you would drag me from one reality to the next to make sure I woke up properly. Um, And there was also a couple, uh, maybe over a month or two ago where I was, um, I was driving, which is uncomfortable for me in any reality. Um, So if you see me on the road, you know, (laughs) wave um but I was driving and uh I the roads were changing in the dream and I was terrified and I passed out at the wheel I thought I was going to kill the two of us you were in the car with me 
and I woke up in that same dream, somehow you and I had switched spots and you were driving and you're like, hey, Kel, I got this. Don't worry about it. Just go back to sleep. Uh, and so anyway, kind of, again, different realities. When you woke up that morning, I remember saying something to you about being in that dream yep. and driving the car. <clears throat> yeah. So, and what, okay. So I'm kind of just asking you cause we've done podcasts on both of those. So is there something else that I'm missing that you're wanting? No. Okay. Can I tell a different story? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about, it's not about a dream within a dream. Um, I remember when shortly after grandpa passed, it was probably April, 2001. So a couple of months later, um, I had dreamt that we were in Mamere's, like, so his old, his old house, um, which is still Mamere's house. Uh, and I was standing in the living room on the main floor and I watched him come up the basement stairs mm. into the, the main living room. And I, my, I remember my eyes bugging out of my head and thinking, whoa, you're dead. What are you doing here? And he turned to me and smiled because grandpa was all often silent Mm -hmm. uh, but a very peaceful silent not an awkward or withholding he was just truthfully a man of few words um so he smiled winked and then he walked upstairs into the kitchen and I just remember thinking whoa um and then you know how dreams kind of morph into different sceneries and again they don't Mm -hmm. necessarily make sense but like I said you accept them I was walking through the mall so Northgate Square And, uh, I had walked into the center court, which at that point in, in North Bay's mall was currently where Peoples and Sears, um, and Susie Shear is. So that, that kind of center court area. And I was carrying a massive book and I remember it being just magical. I like, I remember gold pages on like the, the edges and I opened this book and I knelt down and I was trying to, trying to read and understand it. And grandpa again walked toward me and he was wearing this like royal purple cape. And he did have one, by the way, which I did not know yeah. uh, at the time, but he was wearing this royal purple cape and I just, I was so beautiful. He looked like a king yeah. and he knelt down with me and was teaching me how to read it. And he was telling me different things, which now I have forgotten. Uh, but I woke up that morning crying um, out of joy. I was so happy to be next to him and have him teaching me. I knew he was, he was trying to teach me things that I woke myself up crying. My pillow was soaked. I was so happy. I was so excited to tell you that I had seen him. Fast forward to like months later. Um, I didn't remember where we were. We were in Northgate at Tim Hortons and a gentleman walked up to me and said, I was in your dream. I, I know who you are. And I, I had no idea what was going on at this point. I would have been, what, 13 maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, I am i don't understand. And he said, I was in your dream last night. You dreamt of your grandfather. He was in a purple cape and we were sitting in the mall and you were reading out of a book, mm-hmm. a really big, beautiful book. And mm-hmm. I just, I think my jaw was on the floor at that point. It was just so mm-hmm. like fantastical, you know? And yeah. um, I, there was no part of me that disbelieved it. Like I had shared that dream with, you and only you and he was saying I dream walk mm-hmm. and I remember the faces of every person I see in, in the dreams mm-hmm. and I remember helping um, I was just in the crowd he said I was just in the crowd mm-hmm. and I just observed you you were in the peripheral of my dream oh that's cool so cool and I just I thought that was beautiful because not only did I get to see my grandfather yeah but this complete for lack of better term stranger yeah also saw 
yes. myself and my grandfather together. Yes. In another state of consciousness and affirmed it for you. Yes. Which is the point of this show. Yes. And I was so happy that he had approached me mm-hmm. um, and just felt free enough to share it because you don't walk around asking strangers saying, were you in my dream? Were you in my dream? Mm-hmm. Um, so for him to share that, that was just a whole, I'll say next level um, kind of fun mm-hmm. uh, of exploring the spirit. Mm-hmm. Can I keep going? Yeah. Okay. Um, this one might be in another podcast show too, or a short version of it, but we're kind of linking. But you'll Watson. never remember. Yeah. No, so, so true. Tiny. Um, just one morning, the phone ringing here just maybe about a year ago now, if if that, you might even correct me here, Kelly, but uh, the phone ringing and a man from India calling Yep. and telling me um, that he wanted to book an appointment. And I said, okay, so now I have to ask people uh, what, if they're calling from the same time zone. Mm-hmm. I think people locally think all that local. all my clients are in the same time zone. So I have to say, where are you calling from? And he said, India. So then I have to say, well, it's now 10 o'clock a.m. here. What is it there? Because I don't know time. (laughs) I don't have a map in front of me with them all over the place for all over the world. That'd be cool. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, so I said, you know, what time is it there? And he said, well, it's this time here. He says, and I can't remember it was. So we were trying to book an appointment. And I said, do you mind if I ask how you heard about me? Like, how is it that you're calling from India? And my first impression is always, well, it must be the internet. And he just Googled certain words in a search engine optimization. Well, we're hoping because that's what we're paying into. <laughs> and then you find out we're completely wrong. Oh, it has our, nothing to do with SEO. Our marketing company just is lovely. They're awesome. But I think we're just a little bit off the charts in in our sorry, went too close to the mic. I think we're a little just a little bit unique or off the charts in how we market. Anyway, his story said what he said to me was, I certainly can tell you how I found you. He says I dreamt about you. Fuck. (laughs) All those dollars. Yeah. And I said, You and I know I'm a dream walker, so Mm. this is just an affirmation. And I said, You dreamt about me. And he goes, Yes. He said, and I said, do you mind if I ask about the dream? Because I remember the dreams and I remember the people in the dreams. Mm -hmm. And I said, so I will explain to you your medical condition to affirm for you I was in your dream. And he said, okay, you go ahead first. So I said, well, you have these medical issues. So I told him you have a heart issue you have. And he said, that's all correct. And I said, "Um, you have all of these issues. And I said, um... Oh, I don't think I asked him what his occupation was. But anyway, I, I gave him his medical and he told me it was correct. And I said, so can you tell me again how you still found me in North Bay, Ontario, Canada, when you're sitting someplace in a house in India, even if you did dream about me? And he said, absolutely. He said, we were in a healing center. I am a Reiki master myself, as are you, young lady. And I said, okay. And he said, in Uh, In my dream state, I asked for healing, and I went into a healing center in a different dimension. I am aware of what I did and where I went. And he said, you greeted me and said your name was Karen Sarlow. Wicked. (laughs) And you told me, when you wake up, remember this, I am on earth as well as in the other dimensions, and that I need you on earth. Mm-hmm. So he said, we went into the healing centers and you helped me. And when I awoke this morning, I am pain free. And I'm thinking, 
wow. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. So he said, so I Googled Karen Sarlow and I found your website and I went through it first, my dear, to check you out. Mm-hmm. So he said, I discovered that you actually are an energy healer and I actually discovered that you do dream walk. And he said, so I spent a little time researching you and then I made this call and I would like an appointment. Cool. So I think, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I think it's neat. Like that's a very specific one um, of someone who's very aware. Yes. And also very, um, very open and accepting to those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had several clients who have called and said, I dreamt of you. Yes. I dreamt of the two of you. Mm-hmm. Couldn't see your faces, but I'm calling for the blonde one. Or I'm calling oh, for the yeah. black haired one. Yeah. And, and that's their only kind of reference. They yeah. know they know the energy. Yeah. Um, they've Googled us. They found us in some kind of other way after the fact. And they know that they're supposed to connect to whichever hair color. Yes. Which I, I mean is so cute <laughs> and, and so perfect. Yeah. Well, they can't pick eye color because we both have blue. Um, but you're right. It's just a way to differentiate. Oh, mm. Mind you, I guess, you know, they could say the older one. <laughs> Or the young one. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, um, so okay. So do you have more to share about your your father? Or? Um, well, not necessarily about my dad. I wanted to start that way because it, it's it began in that way. But I do want to go back to another story about my dad that isn't just about dreams, but it it does link it all to, together. Sorry. So again, one night I asked my dad to come in a dream and help me with something in different dimensions and realities and how I wanted to be able to go from one reality to another and oh back it up I got to go back to a different one I rem- I want to bring this t- t- uh, into the show so I'm awake it's a different day I'm just awake and I'm told go lay down go to sleep and that's by my spirit guides in my spirit world this is my inner voice in my head that I listen to telling me and guiding me to go lay down. And so I went upstairs into my bedroom, I lay down on the bed, and I heard, you are going to die. And I thought, oh, okay. And my guide said, close your eyes, and you're going into different dimensions. Mm -hmm. But you're going to think it's dead. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, and they said, you're not going to hear your own heartbeat anymore. You're not going to hear your own breathing anymore. And I'm thinking, that's interesting. I didn't even know when you were dreaming that you could hear your own heartbeat Mm -hmm. or that you could hear your own breathing. But that's changed. I can now hear myself snoring in my dreams. If I'm laying on my back, Mm -hmm. if I'm laying on my side or my stomach, I'm not. This might belong in the show, the hashtag, this is why you're single. Because I snore when I lay on my back. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's all good. Um, So... I'm laying on my back, it's daylight, it's mid-afternoon, and I'm being told I'm not going to be able to hear myself breathing or my heart beating, that I'm going to be dead, and that this is part of dream walking. It's part, and I'll say shamanism, so anybody that really knows what I'm doing knows that this is shamanism as well. But there are also some other terms and vocabulary for all of these things. Interdimensional, all, all kinds of stuff, quantum physics, there's different things going on here. So I close my eyes and I cannot move my body. I can't roll over. I can't move. I can't open my eyes. I can't speak. So sleep paralysis. Yes. That would be another scientific term. Yep. So, and we're, that's why I said there are different terms for this. Mm-hmm. 
So something in science might say, well, I know what that is. It's sleep paralysis. Okay, that's okay. That's I, I, great because they've studied the body, but they're, they're not right. going into what the spirit's doing at that time. That's right. So that's why I'm saying that there are science terms, but there are also, uh, I don't know how to say this, spiritual terms, shamanistic terms. It mm-hmm. depends on cultures and education, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting here in Ontario, Canada, it might be called sleep paralysis. If I was sitting in India and having a conversation with some yogis, they might look at me and go, oh, you're just surfing <laughs> realities, hun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it just depends on where you are you're for on this. on the grid. Yes. It just depends yeah. on where you are and who you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And somebody else might say, that's all bullshit and not get any of it, including all the science stuff. So Some any people just call that a nap. An app? A nap. Oh, a nap. <laughs> sure. So, so anyway, but here's the difference in where this is napping, Kelly. I could come outside of my body and float. I could see Andrew come up the stairs and look at me and mm-hmm. f- try and see if I was awake or sleeping. Mom, mom, I can hear him talking to me. I'd like to clarify why Andrew did that. Go. Because uh, I do it as well. Um, you have a habit or had habit consistently of napping the way a body is placed in a coffin oh. or in a whatever it's called. Um, a <laughs> casket. Pardon me. Just coffin. <laughs> You're a fucking vampire. Um, well, maybe half true. Uh, but anyways, you actually used to nap with your hands folded over your chest or your stomach the way that uh, an actual undertaker would put a body in, in the casket. Well. Yes. awake so because I, I grew up looking at that all day every day I suppose okay that's fine intuitively <laughs> also I think a lot of people do it because it's an energy center of yes. the body and we do place our hands there because it's comfortable it creates warmth when we're chilled there's tons of reasons that we do it however when you grow up in a funeral home yes um and you watch your mom you're walking up and down the stairs and you see her laying very still on her bed <laughs> like she looks dead we often did poke our heads in and go mom mom Oh, okay. Just to make sure everything was okay. Okay. By our definition. Okay, that's good. So I could see him walk up the stairs, try and see if I was awake, walk out. Then I could also see um, my husband at that time come up the stairs and say, Karen, to see, because he wanted to say something to me. He didn't know Andrew had already done this. So he was just walking into our bedroom just to get things. And I watched him go into the dresser. I watched him take out some shorts. I walked, watched him go back down the stairs, come back up the stairs, put the shorts on. I watched him do a bunch of things. Now, this is all in what people would call, these two think I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. So they've both done different things. Then I watched what he did. So then I watched him go outside and stand on the deck. I watched him pick weeds. Then I watched him dump the weeds on the lawn, but not put them away or in garbage or out in the back into the bush, but he just pulled them out and dumped them right where he pulled them. Mm -hmm. Good? Okay. So then I watched him do something like that, and then he went into the kitchen. I think he got something out of the fridge, and it was like uh, coal meats or something for lunch. Put it down on the counter, forget it, leave the screwdriver on the counter with it, and walk off to go out into the front to turn the hose on. So it was like some scattered stuff. Is that good mm-hmm. so I'm watching all of this and then I'm I can hear the these vo- like the conversation of what he's saying outside when he's talking to Andrew but I'm in the house in the bedroom and somebody might think well did you have a window open could you have heard it anyway so I don't know I just know that I can't move that I can't communicate with anybody I can't um 
I can't speak. And I'm seeing all these things that you really can't see even if you are laying in your bedroom. You can't see from all these spots in the house. I can't see the kitchen from my bedroom. You're remote viewing while you're sleeping. Yes. And in different levels of these different levels of consciousness. So I'm laying there and the remote viewing has begun. And I married. This is all the stuff that's going on. So a while later, I remember laying there wanting to cry. I remember as I was coming into my body, wanting to cry and being feeling panicked, feeling sad, but also feeling so much joy of being able to be outside of my physical form, that I'm not contained in it just as a human being, but so light, Mm -hmm. so joyful, so free, that all of a sudden I realize why I am crying. It's because I'm, I'm crying because there's so much limitation in the body. There's so much limitation in this brain. There's so much limitations to having a brain that is only conditioned to believe what science will tell me or what this religion that I grew up in would tell me. But that when I get back into this body with all of the limitations of what that brain was given in this reality, that I'm crying for me. Mm-hmm. I'm crying for all of the things that the people in my reality have given me thinking that here I am, I'm a science teacher, and I'm going to teach you this. And you should enjoy what I'm teaching you and love it. And I can't anymore. I can't accept it, but I can't love it anymore. So this sadness that I'm now feeling disconnected from that. Mm -hmm. I just, pardon me for the interruption, just read the title of an article, because I think that's what everyone does these days. Um, When you're scrolling through your newsfeed, and it says, so your kid's are telling you they're bored at school, tell them to get over it. Oh, that's and I just so horrible. That's heartbreaking. It, totally. They're trying to communicate the frustration with the pace at which they're learning or the yeah. content with yeah. which we're, you know, forced to learn. Um, and we're, we're told to just get over it. Yep. Um, Shut down. And yet here you are talking about all of these different experiences that are wildly intriguing, highly ed- <clears throat> pardon me highly educating yes. or educational yeah um and they're they're an option yes they're an option to explore those things and yet we don't how else does a musician come up with music mm-hmm. how else does an artist come up with a painting how yeah. else does a scientist come up with a new theory mm-hmm. or a new desire or a new drug or a new a surgeon with a new technique yeah they're, 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 or a construction worker with a new way to fix a pothole. Or an architect or yeah, anything. All of it. How about a new cook with a new recipe um, or a new gadget for your kitchen? There are just a million things and ways that we are accessing our creative moments. And this is why this show on dreamwalking, because it leads from one thing to another. Mm-hmm. You might think it's in your dreams, but you can, you can link all of these things. And as when, if I can come back to your comment, Kelly, about how schools want and parents want to say, suck it up and go to school. How many times have I asked educational systems to let me teach? Mm-hmm. How many times have I said to science teachers, please let me into your quantum physics class. Please let me into chemistry. How many times you know, and thankfully, to some universities' credit, where they've allowed me to come in to some classes and, and be a guest speaker. Mm-hmm. But where for the most part, 99%, I'm still said no. And that's why we're sitting here cre- and have created a podcast show. Mm-hmm. Because then there is perfect free- there are, and total freedom to say all of these things. 
and why we invite people to ask questions at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, can, I want to go to the next story after that one. Well, you said that you were crying. Oh, yeah. So you're realizing all of the reasons that you're crying about the limitations of the body. Yeah. And if I can go back to that, how when I actually come back into my body, how heavy my body feels, how slow it feels, how sluggish the brain feels. And I want to say thank you to the educational systems for making me feel so damn tired Mm -hmm. and so damn pooped, fatigued about life in general. Because outside of those structures, there's incredible spaciousness, freedom and joy. Mm -hmm. And acceptance, which some of those educational systems and structures totally won't allow to exist. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got up and I just want to be able to say to people that I went up to my son and was able to say, did you come up into the bedroom? Did you come up and say, mom, 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 did you uh, did you look over and try to see if I was breathing? Were you worried about the fact that you couldn't see my chest going up and down? Yes. Then go up to my husband at that time and say, did you come into the bedroom? Did you put on a pair of shorts? Did you just change your shorts? Yeah, I did. How did you know that? You were sleeping. I thought you were sleeping. So you weren't sleeping? Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to answer you anymore because I'm not sleeping, um, but I can't move. So there's an awkward conversation there where he's thinking that I'm faking it and I'm not, but I don't know how to describe what's happened to me. I don't have the words because there's no educational system around me that's identifying that it can be called sleepwalking, dreamwalking, shamanism. I don't have a vocabulary yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to describe what I'm experiencing. And because I lack the vocabulary, I lack an educational system that that enabled me or taught it to me or gave it to me, which I think J.K. Rowling was trying to do Mm -hmm. in so many ways or interstellar movie. Tons of. Authors, authors, movie producers, creators of other worlds. Yes. And so many of them, Pixar, all of these different things where they're trying to create and they really are trying to create new vocabularies now to be able to say there are these different dimensions and realities. Right. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs and Bill Gates and all these people had to go somewhere to create technology. They had to visit some dimension in reality where it existed. Mm -hmm. And come back and be able to manifest and bring it here. I'm just saying many of us are doing it. Not two people. Or Mozart. I'm saying um, writers of songs are doing it. I'm saying Michael Jackson's doing it. But I'm also saying the average person is doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's time to let all of us sit in that space. So to create a conversation and places where that's now safe for people to be. Which is why you and I practice in our own home instead of a hospital Mm -hmm. or instead of a school system. But where we put this out there so that there is total freedom and nobody's going to say what we can say and what we can't. Mm -hmm. Are you done? I can be. I'm and I don't mean that rudely. And I and I know you know that I'm just thinking instead of inviting um, questions at the end of this podcast, Um, I really want to enforce comments because if people are listening to this and going, Mm. I do that in this way, then maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe comments would be more fun today. Not saying that you can't submit questions, but comments would be more fun for us to be able to share with listeners the ways that people are taking what they, what they've heard today and identifying how they implement it into their own life. So if they've dreamt up a different cleaning product or a different, a different anything, um, way of thinking, way of living. Uh, it would be wonderful to be able to share that with others, to know that someone else is doing it too, 
um, or to give them the permission to begin. Okay, can I add a little bit more? I guess. The children of now. Mm-hmm. Conversations with the children of now. Meg Blackburn. Blackburn Lowsby. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like I think people can listen to the podcast shows and they still want some kind of way. Can we refer them to a book? Can we refer them to a psychiatrist? Can uh-huh. we refer them to an author? So if we can also add maybe in some of these shows and open this up so that there are more conversations about the levels of reality, how people are on the grid systems, how we connect with other people on the same grid systems, the one we're on, or how you access other ones we're not on. Mm -hmm. Like, so if there's spider web systems, if you want to say in terms of energy, how do you manifest and group manifest? So um, this is an author in the United States who's written two books Um, So let's throw that out there so that maybe people can, um, if they're looking for it, say for their own children, or they're looking for it, because some of these children are young adults, that's not just five-year-olds or eight-year-olds, some of them are 18, some of them are severely challenged with handicaps, some of them are not at all, Um, so, so it's called The Children of Now. And Conversations with the Children of Now. There are two books by the same author. And she may have far more books out there about this now too. Mm. Um, so we can put that out there too. And P- Kelly, maybe we can also talk to our, our beautiful North Bay Computer Services web developers, um, David and Kelly, and uh, who manage our site, and ask if we could maybe at some point create a page for people where we can post people's comments so that... I don't know, it's something to think about down the road, perhaps. Mm. But yes, let's invite people for comments. Wonderful. So uh, you can submit your questions and comments to info at bysarlo.com. We want to know how you are, uh, well, utilizing your own gifts. Mm -hmm. Have a wonderful day.